the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fantastic show for you tonight. A craft beer guest that's going to be joining me later this hour. And lots of news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? We've got to keep that rolling a little bit. A little, we'll get to this in just a second. But how can you follow me? It's easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albergi at nycradio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Dave Edmonds, here comes the weekend. For those of you who used to listen to the old WNEWFM 102.7, the place where Rock lived uh, at one time and for a very long time. Now it's Q1043. But uh, 1027 WNEWFM, the Dave Herman Rock and Roll Morning Show, is where I got my start in radio 25 some odd years ago. And every Friday, as we would be leaving the show, we would play. Dave Edmonds, Here Comes the Weekend. That's how we would end the show, and either we'd go into a spot or we'd go into you know another song or something like that. Um, so that is a great song, a classic, and uh, just gets you in the, in the weekend mood. And, boy, what a weekend uh, it is for me. So today, uh, earlier in the day, I was at the B3, the Beer Bacon uh, Barbecue Showdown, uh, as a judge, judging the various New Jersey beers, the bacon, the barbecue, all kinds of stuff. And then... Uh, right now, uh, as this show is being aired at around uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Saturday night, I am at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest at the Well in Brooklyn. Tons of great beer, local, national, amazing breweries. We're going to have a full review on both events on next week's program. So if you are at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest, you happen to see me walking around with my wife, come over, say hi. Uh, if not, hope to see you at another event uh, very soon, I try. You know, th- there's so many events going on now. It's very difficult to you know pick and choose which ones to go to. And this one, you know, I n- almost never do two events in one day. But the, the good folks from uh, the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest have invited me for the last couple of years, and it's always on a date where I can't make it. And this year, I said I will definitely be there no matter what. And then, of course, it happens to be on a date where I had something else going on, so uh, logistically had to figure it out. But you know what? You go from Morristown to Brooklyn. You make it happen. That's how it works. So my guest tonight on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer, he's a friend of the show. He specializes in Belgian beers. Uh, Alex Jones from Delirium Tremens will jump on board. We'll talk about uh, the Belgian beer scene, 
not only in Europe, but in America as well. And that'll take place about 20 minutes from now. But lots of news to get to, so let's jump right into it. Uh, And it is back. The only all-New Jersey beer festival on a battleship. Funds collected will be donated to support the New Jersey Brewers Association's cause. Uh, This is taking place Saturday, June 23rd from 1 to 5 p.m. There's a VIP uh, hour starting at noon. Uh, So uh, the uh, New Jersey Brewers Association would like you to join them. Their 22nd anniversary of this festival. And again, it features only New Jersey breweries on board the USS New Jersey. Uh, For the first time, your ticket will include a sample glass that includes unlimited two-ounce samples of any beer as well as a free self-guided tour of the nation's most decorated ship. Uh, There's going to be live music and food available for purchase. VIP tickets, of course, get you in one hour early at noon with exclusive access to one-offs and other limited edition brews that will be announced. You can go to NewJerseyBeer.TicketLeap.com for the tickets. It's the first time they're giving you unlimited pours. I know the last couple of years, or at least since since they started this, it was a a certain amount, and then you had to purchase more pours. So this is a great thing. So one price, you're going to get unlimited pours uh, for this event. Again, it's from 1 to 5 p.m. There's a VIP hour. Starting at noon, NewJerseyBeer.TicketLeap.com. Some of the breweries that will be there, the Almentry, Brick City, Brotherton, Carton will be there. Uh, Who else? Jersey Girl, Forgotten Boardwalk, Aiton Sand, Raritan Bay Brewing, which I have not been to yet. Got to go check those guys out. That'll be the first time that Raritan Bay is there. Screaming Hill, great brewery in Cream Ridge. Definitely want to check them out. Uh, Wet Ticket will be there. Vinyl Brewing, Zed's Beer, Village Idiot, Tom Foolery, Third State, Spellbound. A bunch of, uh, you know, these are all guys that are going to be there, and there will be more added uh, as we go. So, again, NewJerseyBeer.TicketLeap.com to get tickets. Again, uh, it is a uh, a four-hour event or five hours if you get in on the VIP uh, starting at noon. So good luck to them. And, again, remember, all the proceeds to this event go to the New Jersey Brewers Association, which helps breweries throughout the state of New Jersey. That's a great thing. Uh, Fans of Italian beef sandwiches. They'll be able to celebrate the Chicago staple later this month. Revolution Brewing teaming up with Al's Beef, Mr. Beef, and Bona Beef, hosting the city's first Italian beef fest on May 26th. That's next weekend. That's next Saturday at the Revolution Tap Room in the Avondale neighborhood. Tickets for the festival cost $30. portion of the proceeds will be donated to the Anthony Rizzo Family Foundation. I'm sure you can go to Revolution Brewing uh, and uh, you know, just do a Google search for that, and you can find out how to get tickets for that. So that's very cool. Again, Chicago beer, very, very uh, underrated in this country. And we're actually going to have an author on next week who has written a book about Goose Island um, beer and how they sold out to AB InBev and what happened with uh, the whole uh, you know Goose Island craze and, of course, and the craft beer and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we're going to have him on on next week's program for Memorial Day weekend, so you want to tune in for that. Uh, that will be a lot of fun. Uh, Left Hand Brewing uh, is jumping out with a bunch of new beers for the summer. Black Current Nitro. This is the second beer in Left Hand Seasonal Nitro Series. Uh, this is a 4.7% ABV and has an 11 IBU, which, of course, stands for International Bittering Units. Uh, it's a limited release. It's out now. It'll be out through July, uh, available on draft and four-pack cans. Um, this is a cream ale with a light body. Tart berries and a ruby color. Interested to try that. I'll be getting some samplers later this week. A peach Berlini Radler. Uh, they're saying 230 barrels of peach puree went into this um, concoction of pale malts and peach nectar. Uh, each can has approximately a half a peach worth of puree. 4.1% ABV. It's an 8 IBU. I'm not a big fan of Radlers, but interested to try this one, see how it is. And then a, uh, finally, the uh, Sasson uh, Bières and Mares. I, I'm 
guessing I, I, I know I mangled that name. Uh, but this is a, a Saison, second in the series, feature, uh, features a mild tartness with bitter Colorado choke cherries. I have no idea what a choke cherry is, but I'm going to find out. 6.8% ABV. It's a 10 IBU. Again, that's a seasonal release. All of these uh, seasonal releases, they're out now, and they'll be available until July. The good folks at Heavy Seas, they are expanding their tap room. They've begun a renovation and expansion project. It's due to be completed next June. Uh, a full tap room renovation and the addition of a new component to the business, a 15-barrel small batch brew house. We're seeing a lot of these breweries uh, doing small batch beer, so Heavy Seas now adding a 15-barrel small batch of brew house. The renovated tap room, seven times larger than the current space, will feature a private event room. Uh, and, uh, and again, in addition, the addition of the 15-barrel brew house will give the team of brewers, this from the press release, the creative freedom to develop a series of beers unique to the tap room. These limited releases uh, will break away from the more classic styles Heavy Seas is best known for and include beers that experiment with new hop varieties and different yeast strains. First releases will be available for tasting as early as next month. So that is very cool. The, re- the uh, tap room will remain open uh, during renovations uh, brewery tours start at $7 a person. Uh, new themes throughout the, the year. If you want more information, go to hsbeer.com, uh, or you can follow Heavy Seas Beer on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram uh, for more announcements. So good things from the folks from Heavy Seas. And then finally, it's an interesting story, uh, getting back to New Jersey before we take a break here, about how New Jersey breweries are now being told that they can't have food deliveries at their establishments. Um, which, what's interesting here is, First, we're seeing now dogs are not being allowed at breweries because the ABC is saying it's a food establishment, which is nonsense because they don't serve food. Do they bring in takeout food? Yes. But are they serving food at these places? No, they're not allowed to. Now, Twin Elephant, uh, a couple of weeks ago, mentioned that food deliveries will no longer be allowed. So if you order food, they want you to go out to the parking lot to meet the driver to pick up your food. They're no longer allowed to bring f- – a, a delivery person is no longer allowed to bring food inside the establishment. You pay for it. The guy leaves. You bring your food to the table, and you eat. You're not allowed to do this. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. What is going on in New Jersey with the ABC? Why are they trying to micromanage the brewery's licenses of something that is so absurd? Uh, the dog argument, maybe I can buy, but not really – if you have a pet and the pet is outside, you have an open air space and the pet is outside, that's one thing. Inside the brewery, I don't see it being a problem. It's not an issue. There's no food being served. Now, if somebody's allergic to a dog or whatever, that's, that's one thing. But to not allow pets in establishments, that's ridiculous. And now, to not allow a delivery person to walk in and, and deliver food, you have to go meet them in the parking lot? The absolute absurdity. Uh, I'm going to follow up on this and find out what's going on, why the ABC is doing this, uh, what is the contentiousness between uh, the brewers and the, uh, the, the the restaurants. This is something that has to stop. We've got s- surrounding states that are doing great a great job with with their beer and, and, and all these other things. Why is New Jersey shooting itself in the, in the foot? I don't understand it. It's ridiculous that you have to walk out into the parking lot to go meet the delivery guy to go get your food. You can't walk 12 steps to get into the brewery to deliver your food. It's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't get it. This is it, To me, it's a lot of backdoor dealing by the ABC and the restaurant uh, union. And you know what? If I'm wrong, tell me. If you're listening to this, shoot me an email, albertg.nycradio.com. Tell me why this is going on. I don't understand it, but I am going to follow up on it 
and I'll get back to you. When we come back after a short break, it's more news. And, folks, we're just getting started on this program that focuses on that delicious beverage, and it's made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Hugh Hewitt says the president just keeps getting things done. The U.S. Embassy, Jerusalem. It opens in a fraught climate, according to the Wall Street Journal. And I'm not too sure about that, but I am sure that they named a square for Trump in Jerusalem because he's finally done what presidents have been promising to do for two decades but never did, which is open the U.S. Embassy in Jerusalem. It's a big, big deal. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6 on AM 970, The Answer. If you're a firm believer that education is a top priority in helping shape our children to be the future leaders of tomorrow, then you'll be excited to know that AM 970 The Answer has developed a program to help parents send their children to the best Christian schools in the area. The half-off tuition program is a way for parents to send their children to school at half the cost of the annual tuition. We've partnered up with some of the leading schools in the New York, New Jersey metro area. This is a great way for parents to reduce the costs and still have their children receive a quality education. AM 970 The Answer is also offering each school the opportunity to promote their school with a full radio advertising campaign. This is just our way to say thank you to the parents and schools that already know the importance of a good education. For more information, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the discount tuition banner. Here are just a few of the schools available. Trinity Christian School, Trivium Academy of New Jersey, Timothy Christian School, Christ Our Foundation Learning Center. Go to am970theanswer.com for the full listing of schools. Hi, this is Bill Martinez. Join us as the conversation continues about immigration, about our health care system. It's all about us. It's all about the truth, wherever it leads. Bill Martinez live, Monday mornings at 12 a.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Want more? AM 970, The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM 970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com. When you or a family member is in an accident, the name that comes to mind is Bramnick. Lawyers John and Brent Bramnick at the Bramnick Law Firm can be reached seven days a week. Phone consultations are free and accident cases are handled on a contingency fee. No recovery, no fee. John Bramnick began his law practice in 1984 and now has 17 lawyers and a staff of 30 ready to assist you. Not every accident results in a lawsuit, but if a lawsuit is necessary, the Bramnicks have the resources to pursue the case and take it to trial. Not all cases require a trial, but Bramnick lawyers have the trial experience necessary to fight for your fair compensation. If you're wondering how your medical bills are paid, how you'll be compensated for lost earnings, they have all the answers. The Bramnick lawyers handle on-the-job accidents as well as a wide variety of cases involving negligence. If it's an accident, then you need to call Bramnick at 1-877-423-4878. That's 1-877-423-4878. Or you can reach them at johnbramnick.com. That's J-O-N-B-R-A-M-N-I-C-K.com. AM 97, the answer. Welcome back 
to the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Follow me on social media. Very easy. On Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G A T T U L O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYC Radio.com. And don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to the shows on those two platforms. Our guest tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, Alex Jones from Delirium Tremens. He's going to join me in about 10 minutes from now. I'm going to talk all about the Belgian beer scene and, of course, the Belgian beer scene as it reflects uh, towards America as well and how Alex got started uh, in the beer business and Belgian trends in the United States. Great interview. You definitely don't want to miss it. Gary Clark Jr. Folks, if you are a fan of the blues and you want to see an up-and-coming blues artist, this is the guy to go and see. Uh, I've been a fan of his for a number of years. Um, My buddies and I, we went to see Gary Clark Jr. two years ago. Uh, down at the Borgata in Atlantic City. This was right before I was diagnosed with cancer. It's hysterical I remember it because I was still on uh, steroids and coming off the steroids, and uh, the doctor was telling me don't drink, but had a couple of beers anyway, and we got to see Gary Clark, very intimate theater at the Borgata. He was awesome. Uh, and then we we met him on the casino floor. He was walking on the casino floor, and a buddy of mine ended up, uh, we, you know, we shook his hand, talked to him for, uh, you know, a minute or two. And then my, uh, my other friend and I, after I had gotten over the, the cancer, my best friend Mark and I, we went to see Gary Clark Jr. last year at the Stone Pony at the summer, summer stage. What a fantastic venue. Uh, it was it was so much fun. The place was jam-packed. You could barely move. It was a perfect summer night. Uh, you know, 60-something degrees after the sunset, shorts and a T-shirt, and here's this guy rocking out to the blues uh, in Asbury Park. And Asbury Park has got has had some revitalization uh, down there. The summer stage is awesome. If you it really enjoy certain artists or whatever, and they're playing at the summer stage at Asbury Park, and you kind of question, eh, am I going to go, am I not going to go, definitely go. It is worth it. It is worth every single penny. The tickets are really uh, inexpensive down there, and you get a great time. Uh, outdoors uh, in the summertime. Of course, it's rain or shine, so if it does rain, it that kind of puts a damper on the whole thing, but it is definitely worth it. But uh, we've got some more news and notes here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Rivertown Brewing has filed for bankruptcy protection. They filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. They owe their creditors more than $637,000. That's according to the Pittsburgh Business Times. Now, this is interesting. Rivertown uh, operates four brew pubs in Allegheny and Westmoreland ca- uh, counties, they owe hundreds of thousands of dollars, not only to the NHL's Penguins, they owe them 125 grand, but they also owe the Pirates 271,500. Uh, other creditors, according to media reports, Key Logistics, Cisco, Gordon Food Service, S&T Bank, and Huntington National Bank. The company also owes 77,000 dollars in back rent for its North Shore Brew Pub. Uh, Rivertown founder and CEO Christian Fike told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette the company will continue to operate and its 140 employees will be paid as the company reorganizes. So um, lots of problems here. Almost $700,000 in debt, but they're filing for bankruptcy protection. Let's see what happens. Hopefully uh, when the smoke clears, they will uh, have business taken care of. Treehouse has announced an expansion plan less than a year after opening its new production facility and taproom. Uh, the Massachusetts-based Treehouse Brewing Company is going to expand in a blog post on the brewery's website. Treehouse co-founder Nate Lanner, uh, uh, Lanier excuse me, wrote that the company has grown from selling 270 barrels of beer directly to consumers each week to about 1,000 barrels 
Uh, Lanier admitted that while they got many things right with the new facility, they got some things very wrong. Treehouse looking to fix that by constructing a 16,000-square-foot expansion to its retail shop and brewery. Pending local approval, they are uh, planning to install a second bar about twice the size of the existing one in order to serve customers inside and outside of the brewery in the spring, summer, and fall months. Plan also calls for a new 2,000-square-foot indoor mezzanine inside the brewery, uh, a new to-go sale area that's twice the size of its existing space, and a new private event area. Treehouse getting a lot of play from a lot of different people. Uh, Not surprised, going from 270 barrels of beer now to about 1,000 barrels. That's a big jump, and they want to, you know, they want to meet the demand. So uh, that is a good thing. We'll see what happens there with Treehouse. Uh, Something I found on AmericanCraftBeer.com, a special collaboration from Def Leppard and Elysium Brewing, uh, celebrating the British music and brewing traditions, as well as the band's summer tour with Journey, a melding of legendary British beer uh, instincts, uh, powered by Northwest Hops. That's the writing from AmericanCraftBeer.com. This is Def Leppard Pale. It's a 6% ABV pale ale. Um, comes in 16-ounce cans. be interested to try this. I have to talk to um, Jonathan Hack from uh, the higher end, uh, which handles uh, AB InBev's uh, craft beer division and Elysian, a part of that uh, craft beer uh, division. See if I can get myself a can or two of that. love to try that uh, and sample it. Uh, Def Leppard, of course, teaming up with Journey this summer. Uh, big tour going on, and uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go. On the night that they're playing here in the New Jersey area at the Prudential Center, uh, it is my son's eighth-grade dance, so unfortunately, can't go. Got to be home. Dad's got to be home, take pictures, and, of course, properly embarrass my son, as most parents will do with their children. It's par for the course. What can you do? Uh, 2018, also a year of expansion for a brewery, Amagang. The brewery is introducing a variety of new beers, uh, going through a major renovation to their visitor center. And now Amagang is uh, installing and commissioning a new canning line, launching uh, of the brewery's first on-site-only can release. So you're not going to be able to get this in stores. You have to go to the brewery. It's their New England-style IPA Neon Rainbows. It has been available uh, to date only in very limited quantities on draft. But now uh, Neon Rainbows is going to be available at the brewery only. You won't be able to get this in stores. Uh, this follows Hop State, New York, as the second release in the brewery's Farmstead series. Um, this is uh, These are beers that draw inspiration from Amagang's home on the 140-acre site of the former Lynn Hops Farm in Cooperstown, New York. It's a double dry hop New England IPA. Uh, this started as a one-off experiment but quickly grew uh, to become a local favorite. And uh, this was originally brewed in 15-gallon batches for special events and is now going to be a part of their canning line. It's a 6.6% ABV, a low IBU of 45. And, uh, again, this will only be available, uh, let's see, the first can run of Neon Rainbows uh, for sale at the brewery, Saturday, May 26th at 11 in the morning. That's next Saturday with a one case uh, per customer limit. So that is interesting. Uh, I'm, again, going the can route. Again, we're seeing a lot of breweries uh, going with the can route instead of uh, going with um, bottles. Obviously, cans are better for the environment. Uh, they're better in terms of, uh, you know, a lot of different things for storing, et cetera, et cetera. And the, I guess the, the, the way the cans are created now, uh, the thickness of cans and stuff, it keeps obviously keeps the sunlight out, keeps the beer fresher. And again, you know, look, when I'm going to tailgate somewhere um, at an event or I'm going to see a concert, maybe I'm going to see a baseball game or a football game or whatever, um, it is definitely something that, that I take notice of because bottles – Listen, they're a pain in the butt to get rid of. So it's it's much easier uh, to have cans that you can crush them, throw them in a pail. And, look, there are some places that are very accommodating 
uh, in terms of recycling. They'll have pails nearby, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but unfortunately, there's some places that don't. And I don't feel like carrying a lot of heavy bottles. If glass breaks, you got to worry about, and you're going to get a flat tire or not, et cetera, et cetera. So to me, this is this is much easier, and it's a, it's a route that we're definitely seeing going. Plus, it's easier for liquor stores to store these things. And the other thing, I know breweries send stuff in cans. See, I like the way Carton Brewing does their does their business. They want their cans refrigerated constantly. They should be. Beer should be cold. Beer shouldn't be warm. I, you know, sometimes you stock, listen, if they're warm on the shelves already, I, I'm sometimes I'll stock them warm, but I try to put them in the refrigerator as soon as I get home. But the reality is you want to keep your cans of beer cold because, let's face it, you want to have a cold beer. You don't want to be drinking a warm beer. Beer was not meant to be drunk warm. Certain beers are. Stouts, as they warm up, get better in flavor. Porters, too. But for the most part, most beers, IPAs, Pilsners, Lagers, you want them ice cold, crisp, refreshing. You want to be able to crack that thing open and boom, take a good swig of it because you want that cold that cold feeling going in. That's what I want when I'm at a tailgate. If it's hot out, I want a cold beer. I don't want a warm beer, and I certainly don't want to wait uh, for uh, you know the beer to get cold. So there you go. Uh, finally, one last thing before we get out of here on the, uh, the uh, news segment here, and then we get into uh, our interview with Alex Jones from Delirium Tremens. Uh, an event that um, AB InBev is putting on, uh, in conjunction with a, a bunch of different people, this is Octfest. It's an Oktoberfest. It's an international beer, music, and food celebration presented by Pitchfork and October. Apparently, Vince Staples, The Flaming Lips, uh, Bada, Bada Bada Not Good. I've never heard of them before. Nile Rodgers and Sheik, many more artists. September 8th and 9th uh, at Governor's Island. Beer samples are included with your ticket. You can get tickets and more information at octfest.co. That's O-C-T-F-E-S-T dot C-O. We're definitely going to have Jonathan Hack on from the high end uh, at some point in the coming weeks uh, to talk about this event. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go to it. Uh, That's my son's birthday weekend, but looks like a great event at Governor's Island. And, of course, beer samples will be included with your ticket, which is always a really cool thing. Now, when we come back after a short break, Alex Jones from Delirium Tremens will join me. We're going to talk all about Belgian beers, uh, the state of Belgian breweries in Europe, of course, and the effect that Belgian beer is having uh, on craft beer uh, in the United States. A fascinating discussion. You definitely want to tune in for that. That happens next on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It is mostly cloudy, 55 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The Metropolitan Opera says they found credible evidence that since fired conductor James Levine engaged in a pattern of sexual misconduct. James Flippin has more. On March 12th, following emerging allegations that the former music director had inappropriately touched victims, sometimes demanding sex acts, the opera fired Levine. He then turned around and sued them for breach of contract several days later. On Friday, in New York Supreme Court, the opera filed documents, part of their countersuit, seeking over $5 million in damages for what they call a breach of loyalty. Levine, who turns 75 next month, denies the allegations, having been accused in incidents spanning a 25-year period. He was the opera's artistic or music director for 40 years. He's not as of yet facing any criminal charges. James Flippin, NBC News Radio. 
New York. New York City police searching for a teenager that's been accused of impersonating a cop and then robbing a partially blind man. NYPD says the boy offered to help the 64-year-old victim through the turnstile at the 34th Street, Penn Station, AC and E platform, telling the man he was a police officer. The teen then allegedly rifled through the man's bag and took his wallet. Not long afterwards, investigators discovered that $500 had been charged to the victim's credit card at a nearby store. In sports, Arizona and the Mets are scoreless in the first inning at City Field following a rain delay. In Kansas City, the Yankees are taking on the Royals and the Yankees with a 2-0 lead in the third. Major League Soccer NYCFC blanked Colorado 4-0. Time to check the traffic. A crash in Hillside, New Jersey, Route 22 eastbound at Broad Street. George Washington Bridge at five minutes into the city on both upper and lower decks. Five at the inbound Lincoln Tunnel and five minutes inbound at the Holland. You now know how not to go. Weather forecast tonight cloudy, showers and drizzle low 65. Sunday cloudy, a few showers and storms possible, high of 80. Dave Banning, AM 970, The Answer. Folks, have I got a steakhouse for you. It's one of my favorite places to go to in Hoboken, New Jersey, Dino and Harry's Steakhouse. If you've never been to Dino and Harry's, I suggest you get there as soon as you can and find out why it's been rated the number one steakhouse in all of New Jersey. Now, obviously, the food is fantastic. From mouth-watering steaks and seafood to chicken dishes, fresh vegetables, unbelievable appetizers, the bacon there. You have to get the bacon. It's amazing. The list goes on and on. Everything is prepared to your liking, and not only is the food fantastic, but the decor is like going back in time to a turn of the century saloon vaulted ceilings tile floors enormous windows and a hand carved cherry wood bar best part about the bar yeah they got craft beer on tap there don't you worry but they have a great selection of other drinks as well their mojitos are unbelievable they even film scenes from on the waterfront and city hall in this legendary restaurant go online to dino and check out the menu and make reservations you never know what celebrity or sports star might be dining next to you call 201-659-6202 that's 201-659-6202 Dino and Harry's, 163 14th Street in Hoboken, New Jersey. Make reservations today. Tell them Al Gattulo sent you. Whenever I'm in the theater district, I always stop by Gallagher's Steakhouse on West 52nd Street. Gallagher's has that cozy, warm atmosphere. Love to go in there on a cold winter night before or after a show. Maybe have a good glass of uh, Cabernet and order one of those succulent, delicious, dry-aged steaks. But you know what? The secret to making a great steak, I learned from the chef there, is to begin with a great steak. Now, how do you get that great steak? Well, now you can bring Gallagher's steaks home for yourself and give them to your friends all over the country. The perfect gift for those who appreciate prime, tender, flavorful sirloins, ribeyes, and filet mignon. Gallagher steaks are beautifully boxed and specially crafted coolers and a spectacular surprise for those who crave the incomparable taste of an authentic New York steakhouse like Gallagher's. To check out the chef's selections, go to gallaghersnysteakhouse.com. That's gallaghersnysteakhouse.com. Or if you're in the city, stop by the steakhouse itself at 228 West 52nd Street. Look over the steaks and pick some out yourself and bring Gallagher's home today. Tweet us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970. TheAnswer.com. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. And, of course, via email, 
at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, uh, Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can download and listen to all of the Craft Beer Casts right from there. Now, my guest on the cast tonight, he is a friend of the show. I think he started following me or vice versa, back in 2016 uh, on Instagram, a few months after the show started. We had a few conversations back and forth. And then last year, he sent me this great care package of Belgian beers and some swag that I I truly enjoyed. In fact, one of them, I kind of still have it sitting home, the beer, you know, kind of aging a little bit. Now, he's worked with a bunch of distributors, and he's now working directly for Delirium Tremens. Delirium.be is the website for more information on this great Belgian beer. Let me welcome in Alex Jones to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Alex, welcome. Hey, thanks, Al. How are you? You good, good, man. I'm doing great. Listen, first off, thank you for the beers and the swag that you sent me. I had the Tremens, a fantastic beer, the glasses, everything. The Carolus, though, you sent me, I haven't cracked it yet. I kind of just stashed it away, you know, in a, in a cool in my uh, in my basement to keep it kind of cool. And I want to age that a little bit. But how did you get started in beer, and why did you go the Belgian route? You know, it's funny. So my professional history uh, was always in restaurants. And uh, in New York City. And so, you know, always on the beverage side. Um, And, you know, after a while, I got married. And my wife thought that it was a little bit too demanding. Mm -hmm. And uh, the hours were brutal. Sure. Um, And so I decided to get into sales. And I, you know, I knew beer was exploding. It was just right in the beginning. You could feel the the electricity, really. And, um, you know, I picked Belgian beer. Because I thought, you know, it was a, it was the foundation really of of high end beer. I knew that beer was going to be um, on the forefront, and I just thought it was a really uh, fascinating se- segment of beer. Okay, so and so you got it. And I, and listen, I get it. The restaurant business is very tough. My cousin's been in the restaurant business for a long, long time, and you're right. The hours are insane, and meh, I, I, I guess sales, I, I don't want to say sales is a little more of a 9-to-5 thing, but obviously it's something that you could do during the daytime and still be home uh, for family at night. But craft beer, you, as you said, but in America, craft beer has exploded over the last several years. Everyone, it seems, is jumping in with a craft brewery in the United States. We have over 6,000 of them here. Many of them, you know, making IPAs that are juicy, and they're doing this beer and the hot new beer of the moment. W- what has been the response within the Belgian beer community about craft beer in America? Well, you know, it's funny. The, uh, a few years ago, when, when, you know, craft beer started, just started the wave, started to break, uh, I think Europe in general was kind of taking it as a fad and thought that maybe it might roll over. And, but it definitely in the past three or four years has gotten the attention of the Europeans and, and the Belgians in particular. Right. And, uh, you know, the responses from Belgium have been pretty interesting. Um, I think at this point now, a lot of Belgians are are thinking, you know, a lot of these breweries are family-owned. They're in their seventh, eighth, or ninth generation, some of them, right. brewing beer. And, uh, I mean, they're old money, to say the least. Mm-hmm. So they're starting to put a little bit more attention into their brands. There's also some breweries that have taken the kind of, if you can't, beat them, join them approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duval Morcat, for instance, um, which owns Omegang, mm-hmm. Boulevard, and even Firestone now, right. are just buying into the market. And uh, actually, you go into Belgium these days, and you could find a Boulevard handle pretty easily in a bar. 
Uh, see, now that I, that's something I want to ask you about. Talking with Alex Jones, who works sales for Delirium Tremens. Uh, delirium.be is the website for more information as we're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, it's interesting how um, Belgian beer has kind of, I, I don't want to say exploded here in the United States because it really hasn't yet. It's kind of on the cusp of, of you know, this is the way I look at it. It, it. You have so many different American beers. Eventually, you start to switch it up to European beers. So... Uh, you start, you know, your palate starts to go, all right, I've had the, the, the piney IPA and the juicy IPA, and I'm looking for something that I really want to sink my teeth into that I can drink over a, you know, a period of time instead of down in one beer after the other. So if you, if you are going to switch and start drinking European beers, Alex, which one would you start with? Well, obviously, it'd be delirium. Right. Well, no, that's the <laughs> obvious question. But uh, all right, so let's say you start off with a delirium, which, to be honest with you, is a good Belgian beer to start with. It, it's not, uh, you know, it has a nice spice profile. It has nice fruit flavors in it, but it's not something that's super heavy that you couldn't drink uh, right. more than one. It's it's got an impact to it, but it, it's it's definitely something you can drink more than one of. What what else would you uh, would you go with if you were a starter? Uh, you know, I always drink along with the weather. Um, okay. You know, if if it, you know, depending on the season. Um, but, you know, a lot of Belgians, especially the high ABV ones, they're good to start out with the blonde beers. They're a little bit more approachable, right. a little more entry level. Um, and, and that's where I would start and then get into some, some of the darker ones, maybe get into some of the quads. Triples are very um, approachable as well mm. because they're so fruit forward. They're agreeable. And really the theme with Belgian beer is all about balance. Right. And uh, that's why, you know, I don't think they understand the IPA game too well because, you know, they're they're trying to, with all the flavor profiles, they're trying to keep alcohol, fruit, spice, effervescence, mm. everything in a, an even keel is kind of the, the goal. Right, right. From, the, from, from a Belgian perspective you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Right. And it, now how are the trends, Alex, looking as it pertains to import beers into the United States? You know, uh, so in the past few years, obviously, now that we've already pushed the 6,000 mark in breweries here in the States, what, you, what you're starting to see is, you know, the weak hands kind of receding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're seeing a little bit less import coming in, and really the strong importer, uh, import brands, they're really pushing to kind of join the enthusiasm of the American people. So, you know, some summer now, a lot of the Germans are focusing really heavily. They're investing a lot of dollars into the market. Right. Um, you know, they're staffing up. And so you're going to see kind of the ones that weather the storm will come out, uh, you know, still be existing right. in about a year. But you're going to see a lot less. You even see a lot less. Um, what I'm what I'm seeing also a big trend is that local breweries right now mm-hmm. is on the climb, and you're starting to see any breweries that are here in America that are you know a couple thousand miles away. Right. They're starting to recede with you know green flashes receding back to the West Coast. Yep, I'm yep. seeing less and less. West Coast beers here in New York and New Jersey. Yep, and and you know, and part of that is, I mean, especially you mentioned Green Flash, and we've talked about it on the program. The problem with Green Flash was they they tried to open a brewery here in, in on the East Coast, so it was easier to supply you know their demand for their beers. But the problem was they leveraged it with so much debt 
when the marker came due, they couldn't pay it. And I think it was, you know, it, too too quickly to try and capitalize uh, on on what success they had. And I'll be honest, I was at Green Flash Brewery in December. I was not overwhelmed. You know, it was very underwhelming, their beers. So I, I think that's what you're starting to see. But I also think, too, you see a lot of hyper-local breweries, like the local brewery by my house in Rawway, uh, they do do some Belgium one-offs. I mean, the, the, the brewer likes his IPAs. He likes different things. But he, he brews very, very good German-style beers that are very easy and very approachable to drink. And I think that's where we're starting to see some of the trend going. Not completely, but I think we're starting to see some of it going that way. We're talking with Alex Jones. He works sales for Delirium Tremens. Uh, Delirium.be is the website for more information on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Alex, what is it like traveling to other countries and drinking their beers? Europeans seem to have a much different attitude towards beer, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, especially in Belgium, they obviously they produce beer, but they produce it with the same kind of culture that France or other European countries might produce wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a reflection of the place. It's a reflection of their family and tradition. And they're big on the story. It's, it's really interesting visiting a brewery that is a couple hundred years old. Uh, and you meet the owner of the brewery and he's inherited this family business right. and something consistent that I find is how humble a lot of these brewery owners are because they don't feel as if they just inherited all this wealth and it, quite the opposite. They all feel have this kind of almost like a burden. They think I cannot screw this thing up. Right. It's been in my family for 300 years. Yep. I, you know, and so they really, they respect it for its history and they, they pour their hearts into it, but uh, you know, visiting these countries, it's it's a lot of fun. You know, they they they're open to uh, new creative things. Different breweries in Belgium are are pushing the limits of what they used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're experimenting with barrel aging now even bourbon barrel aging. Right, which they hadn't done before. And it's tradition. I mean, you said it. You know, it's, hey, I've been handed the keys to this business that has gone on for hundreds of years. You're right. I can't screw it up. I have to, you know, continue making that consistent beer all along and maybe once in a while kind of tweak the recipe a little bit. But it's it's about the consistency and obviously the tradition. I mean, that's see, that's amazing. That's something I would love to do uh, is to go on a, you know, a 10, 10 day, 14 trip through Europe and visit you know, some of these iconic breweries that that's where, you know, it all started. I think that would be uh, very cool. My guest has been Alex Jones. He works sales for Delirium Tremens. Delirium.be is the website for more information uh, here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. We met via Instagram. We've had numerous conversations. This is the first time he's been on the show uh, in, in over two years that the program has been on. Alex, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. I very much appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Al. You got Have it. Have a great one. You got it. One when we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Jay Sekulow is glad we backed out of the Iran deal. President Obama not too happy about it. Uh, he said this was a disastrous. It was working well. It wasn't working at all, by the way. Merkel and Macron also acknowledged problems, although they were, you know, not happy that the United States pulled out. I am happy that the United States pulled out. I think we sent the right signal that uh, we're not leading from behind on this, especially in the geopolitical situation that could be existing here. Jay Sekulow live weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. 
Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was, serve my country and my community, and it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the New Jersey Army National Guard. Aired by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association and this station. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. Algatulo for FBRCast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, G A T U L O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every show. So, of course, this is the uh, time of year, uh, time of year, time of the show where we do our Suds and Duds segment, but just wanted to make mention. Um, Eight years ago, to, uh, this earlier this week, we lost Ronnie James Dio. Uh, if you are a fan like me of heavy metal, uh, you absolutely loved Ronnie James Dio. He started with Elf, went on to Rainbow, Richie Blackmore's Rainbow, and then went on uh, to helm the second version of Black Sabbath when Ozzy left the band, uh, and then his own solo group uh, as Dio. Of course, one of his uh, more famous songs from the 1983 um, uh, album uh, Holy Diver, Rainbow in the Dark. But uh, Ronnie was just an amazing talent. Um, this this really diminutive guy. I mean, it was what barely five three, five foot four. Um, loved baseball. Was a big baseball guy, but loved his heavy metal music. Loved the genre, and was amazing in so many different uh, groups. Obviously, with Elf and with Rainbow, and then really changed Black Sabbath for me. Uh, my favorite Bla- Black Sabbath album, Heaven and Hell, uh, is still one that I keep in my car to this day that I play constantly. Those eight tracks are unbelievable uh, and how good they are and still stand up to this day. Um, but uh, eight years ago, we lost Ronnie James Dio. Rare form of stomach cancer. Uh, terrible. Uh, I know that there are a lot of different artists that try to pay tribute to Dio uh, playing different songs uh, in concert. He is just 
uh, and was uh, an amazing performer. Oddly enough, I only got to see him once. I got to see him with um, with Accept. Accept opened up for uh, Dio at Madison Square Garden. I believe it was their third album uh, from Dio, uh, Sacred Heart, in 1985. And uh, except open for them, it was the Russian Roulette Tour. Uh, and I, I, the only reason why I remember that concert at the Garden is because when we got to our seats, somebody had thrown up on them, and we had to find somebody from the Garden to come out and clean them up before we could sit down. And obviously this is the old Garden. I remember we were off stage right somewhere in the, in the 200s, somewhere in the old 200s, which was, you know, fairly high up. And... Um, just a, a you know a memorable show. The one thing I didn't like about the show, this is the one th- criticism that I have of Ronnie James Dio. Uh, later on in his concerts, he would do an amalgam of songs. He'd start one song, go to another, and then come back to the original song that he was doing. And I always hated that. It was like play the song from beginning to end and don't you know mix it up. But his stage was elaborate. Um, you know he'd have the, these dragons breathing fire and all kinds of different things. And if I'm not mistaken, the Sacred Heart tour was the last tour with Vivian Campbell. Vivian Campbell was on the first three D.O. albums and then left after that. And um, I know if, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I've heard from a couple of different people, uh, Vivian Campbell, not a nice guy, although him and D.O. seemed to mesh uh, perfectly in the first three albums, and then Vivian left and went on to do his own thing. Most recently, Vivian played with uh, Def Leppard uh, a couple of years ago um, on their tour. So there you go. Miss Ronnie James D.O., uh, great artist, just a really, really... Uh, genuinely nice guy from all accounts, uh, from from everybody that I've heard uh, through the years. So uh, Suds and Duds is our segment here. This is where I talk about the various beers that I've had uh, over the past week. I'll let you know if they're a Suds or if it's a Dud. So we start off, um, the good folks from Coronado Brewing own another brewery called South Norte Beer Company. And the, the, the goal of South Norte is basically to bring a, a kind of Mexican um, element into um, into their beer. Uh, so kind of like a Corona with a kick. So one of their uh, beers that they sent me, uh, which you can only get in San Diego, uh, is their Agavamente Agave Pilsner. Uh, again, this is by South Norte. This was different for me. Uh, pours, uh, pours out red, uh, a lot of fruit flavor in this one, but it drinks like a lager, which was interesting. It's a Pilsner, but it actually drinks like a lager. This was refreshing, definitely a nice summertime, springtime beer. Uh, my wife had a can of it. She enjoyed it as, as well. If you're looking for something a little bit on the on the lighter side of things and something that's a little more refreshing, uh, that is definitely something that you want to pick up if you're in Southern California, the Agavamente Agave Pilsner uh, by South Norte. And thanks to the good folks, Melanie Crisp, and uh, the whole staff over at South Norte and Coronado Brewing. I uh, had a Kismet IPA uh, by Mother Earth Brewing. This was a six-pack that I had bought a while ago. Nice bitter bite, great hops, love the mango. Uh, good stuff from Mother Earth Brewing. They're now in New Jersey and uh, are spreading out. Uh, across the country, getting their beer out there. If you have a chance to try Mother Earth, I definitely recommend it. Then I had, uh, from Cigar City Brewing, the Oatmeal Raisin Cookie Brown Ale from Cigar City. My wife had this. We were at Paragon Tap and Table uh, right off the Parkway Eggs at 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Uh, We were over there for dinner the other night, and um, she tried this. Boy, I'll tell you, if you really wanted to capture the essence of a cinnamon raisin cookie, this is the beer to get. Uh, a cinnamon raisin cookie, oatmeal raisin cookie, actually. But the cinnamon and raisin in it was fantastic. You really got the oat flavors in it. Um, not super heavy. Uh, I had a glass of it after trying a sip of my wife's. My wife ended up having a couple of glasses of it. She really enjoyed it. This was a very, very tasty beer. Um, I, more more of an after-dinner beer, I would think, but definitely something that you can enjoy 
throughout the night. Again, not heavy at all. Had a USS Mosaic, the Admiral's flagship by Chigmeister. Uh, just a solid IPA. They really do great, uh, great work uh, from Chigmeister up in uh, northern New Jersey. Uh, also had from Funk Brewing, uh, Sherm, uh, one of the bartenders there, had suggested this one. This one was in the can. A silent disco, floral, grassy, but smooth going down. Uh, it looks like a juice bomb, uh, but it is not. And uh, you really got the flowery flavor uh, out of the beer. I don't know if it's something I would necessarily get on a regular basis. I'm glad I tried it. Um, I don't know if I would buy the, uh, you know, buy this uh, in a six-pack or get it. Uh, on a regular basis. Kind of threw me off a little bit there. So if I had to pick a dud uh, in the group of beers that I had last week, this would definitely be the dud for me. But again, some people like that floral grassy taste, and it depends, I think, on the type of beer. But if it looks like a juice bomb, I want it to be a juice bomb. I don't want to get my palate tricked by thinking it's one thing and then, you know, it comes out being another. Sometimes that works out uh, in in my favor, and sometimes it doesn't. And in this case, uh, it did not. Uh, a great beer that I had from a great New Jersey brewery, uh, from Kane. It's a bottle I picked up a couple of weeks ago. It's called Solitude uh, from Kane. It is a Belgian spice beer. A lot of Greek fruit in this. A little bit of caramel flavor as well. This was outstanding. My wife enjoyed this, and I'm really disappointed in myself that I didn't pick up a second bottle of this uh, to let it sit and age a little bit. Uh, this was really, really good. I might have to take a trip down to Kane again, see if they have any more uh, in stock, or uh, look in my local liquor store and see if they have a bottle there. This is a really good beer. If you like Belgian beers, and it's funny how we had Alex Jones on earlier in the show talking about Belgian beers in Belgium themselves, uh, but in the U.S., there are some really good breweries that are putting out Belgian beers. Kane happens to be one of them. If you get a chance to try this Solitude, you definitely want to check this out. Uh, again, a lot of good fruit flavor in it, and that Belgian spice that, could, that just kind of shines through. You're looking for an alternative from an IPA. This is something that you might want to do. But remember, the Belgian beers are also very heavy in alcohol as well. I don't suggest drinking this alone. Definitely share this with somebody. Uh, it is worth it. And then finally, had a Nelson the Greeter by Port Brewing. Uh, this one is new. A great IPA for a hot and humid day. Uh, the New Zealand hops uh, really give it a nice dry bite and finish. Uh, enjoyed this one a lot. Um, I would definitely check this one out. Port Brewing is owned uh, by the Lost Abbey out in California. Uh, they make some really, really good IPAs. Uh, you should definitely check these guys out if you like IPAs. They're in New Jersey. They're in New York as well. So if you're local in the area, you definitely want to check it out. They do have a good distribution footprint across the country. But definitely check out uh, Nelson the Greeter by Port Brewing Company, a really, really nice beer. We've got some good beers coming up uh, in the coming weeks. Um, of course, next weekend I'll be reviewing um, uh, the uh, Beer 3 uh, Beer Bacon and Barbecue Showdown. We'll talk about we'll talk about the uh, winners on the program. That's over at Lewis Doe Meadow Park uh, in Morristown, which I was at earlier today. Uh, tonight, I'm at the Five Borough Craft Beer Fest at the Well in Brooklyn, and I uh, can't wait to recap that one as well uh, on next week's program. First time I'm at, at that event. Uh, a lot of rare beers. That event was sold out. Uh, they, the, the cool thing about that event, a lot of great breweries, but you get uh, it's all inclusive. The food is included in the price, so it's a little bit more uh, uh, expensive for you to go to this thing. But you're getting food, you're getting music, you're getting the beer, and they don't overcrowd the place, which is really important. Who wants to pay seventy five and eighty dollars to go to a beer event and then have to stand online for twenty minutes, maybe forty minutes? just to get a, a particular beer, and then you miss out on some of the other stuff. They keep it selective. They keep, it, they keep the crowd down low, and that is a smart thing. I can't wait to talk about that on uh, next week's program. But 
Also want to give a quick thank to the uh, thanks to the uh, folks from Breakside Brewery over in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they sent me uh, a 22-ounce bottle of their Rainbows and Unicorns beer. We talked about it on the show a couple of weeks ago. And I love the fact that one of their um, sales guys, uh, his name is E.K. McCall, and his uh, title is Chief Beer Peddler, which I love. I think that's a great title. You always have these unique titles for a lot of these salespeople. Uh, these guys, again, are out of Portland, Oregon, but Chief Beer Peddler uh, is a new one I have not seen before. So kudos to them. We're going to be trying their beer over the next several weeks, and we will review it on this program. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, Alex Jones from Delirium Tremens. Thank you so much for coming on the program, Alex, and thanks for the great Belgian beers that you had sent a couple of months ago. They were very much appreciated. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.